The Swinging Palm Trees Podcast with Akin. Pats Bobiscum Pilgrims and welcome to today's episode of The Swinging Palm Trees with the mighty, as I like to call her, Ashanti Omkar. Ashanti, welcome to today's show. Thanks for having me. Ashanti is a broadcaster and she presents a show on the BBC Asian Network, which is eponymously called... The Ashanti Omkar Show. You guessed it. (laughs) (laughs) And the show in question... Actually, tell us a bit about your show. Well, I cover South India and Sri Lanka in music and film. And I've been doing it for just over six years now. And I also do various things in film. Not only is she an amazing broadcaster and film critic, she also enjoys food. She is a foodie. Well, he's fed me well in uh, in prep for this. And can I just say, in full disclosure, we are husband and wife. Hence the big ups that he's been giving me. Thank you. So The Swinging Palm Trees is about proverbs. It's about sayings and maxims. It could be anything, really. It could be from quotes from the Bible or from the Quran. It could be sayings. It could be from popular culture. Anything. We're just going to look at it, examine it, and just have fun with it. And most importantly, what the sayings in question have done for us or to us in our well-being and all the good things. Well, can I start by asking you, Akin, though you're putting me on the spot, I'm going to do the same to you. You started off saying Pax Vobiscum. I've heard you say it a lot. Tell us about it. Pax Vobiscum is Latin for peace be unto you. Let's talk to Ashanti about what her quote that she's going to talk about today. Pax Vobiscum. But it's a bit like how we say Namaste. Oh, You know, in, in India, a lot of people will use that term namaste, which really is about honouring me and honouring you. Put your palms together and you're saying, I'm honoured to meet you. But which came first? Namaste or Pax Vobiscum? Latin or? Sanskrit. Sanskrit. Mm. I'm just going to go with Vanakum, which is what I would say as a Tamil, (laughs) (laughs) as as a greeting. But yeah, I think this is a a great, uh, great little podcast you've got here. Oh, you're too kind. This whole idea of of looking at sayings and phrases and things that that impact us on a daily basis. And, you know, a lot of lot of us who are Bollywood fans, for example, have seen Three Idiots by Amir Khan. And, you know, he always says all is well. And that's one that I've always thought about because in, in this film, you see how, you know, the, the journey of, of this guy and his friends and you see him saying all is well and he pats his, his heart. And in these tumultuous times, I, I feel like that is a saying that resonates with me all the time. But that isn't the one I have come to you with, Akin. Okay, right. Because you may or may not know, Akin obviously knows, but the listeners may not know about my love for Tamil cinema. And Tamil, just to kind of give you a bit of a backstory, is my language. It is spoken in South India, it's spoken in Singapore, it's spoken in Sri Lanka, it's spoken in Malaysia, and the whole diaspora around the world, including in Canada and in Australia. And I happen to be Tamil, and my parents are Tamil, and my grandparents are Tamil, and it's just quite wonderful that I've inherited one of the old, oldest languages in the world. <coughs> So, <laughs> well, it's it's one of those interesting things because I could have said the oldest, but I said one of the oldest just to be on the safe side, you know. But it is considered one of the oldest. It may actually be the oldest. It's it's one hard of the to classical say. Languages. It's definitely one of the classical. It's one of the very few living classical languages mm-hmm. in the world today. So I'm very proud as a Tamil 
Now, there's a man who's not Tamil, who has brought about this Tamil culture, who's Rodney Khan, the superstar Rodney Khan, as many of us know him. Akin has met him. I have met him. We love him. To bits, we've seen many of his movies. I grew up with his movies. And superstar Rodney Khan grew to fame as a superstar. He was a character actor. He was doing some amazing work. But he became this superstar of pan-Indian cinema, I'm going to say, because he's known across across the subcontinent, across the Indian subcontinent. And Superstar Radnikant has a lot of brilliant sayings. I've I've followed loads of them in my life. And one of them is Yen Vali, Tani Vali, which means my way is a unique way. Okay, so what we're going to do now is to have a listen to exactly how the man himself, the superstar, says the words. He says it with so much style. <laughs> So, I am not going to try and attempt to pronounce that because... I think you should. No, I'm not. Go on. I'm not. No, 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 no. Okay, teach me how to say it. You've got to say it how he says it. All right, teach me the line, the words and I'll try and say it. I'm going to let you off on this one because okay. it's, it's, it's not the easiest to pick up another language on the spot. But uh, let's just say that that is a very famous phrase from a film called Padepa, a film I saw four times in the cinemas in the UK. We had to go to these kind of, they're almost like underground screenings because they were shown at different times, often at midnight, because we didn't have multiplexes back then when Padepa came out. How old are you? <laughs> I'm, I'm young. I'm young. And I remember taking my mother to see this film once okay. as well. You know, in my driving days, I remember picking her up and taking her to see it. And this was a massive film. It really did make so many waves. And this particular line in it just struck me because there are so many things that I have done which people in my community had not done. For example, going into taking a degree in computer science with management and marketing. I had been one of the first and especially as a girl. So for guys, it was okay to do engineering and mathematics and, you know, and, and IT. But at the time I had parents who would come to me and say, my daughter, instead of becoming a doctor, she wants to become an IT person. And I remember one distinctive family where the, the young girl ended up working for Microsoft and doing amazing things. But at the time, their parents didn't even know what Microsoft was. So it's quite interesting because I felt that I've in many ways paved a very unique path with my career. And in many ways, I've been the first Tamil to do various things. And yeah, it's been it's been been quite an interesting one to fit to my life, because when I was very young uh, and I was at, in school doing my GCSEs at secondary school in East London via Denmark and Sri Lanka and West Africa, we moved to London and Whitney Houston's I Believe the Children Are Our Future, The Greatest Love of All song, which George Benson had sung. It was a very big song. I sang that all the time. And there's a lot in there about self-love. And I think we talk about it a lot all the time. But self-love, I think, is something that people talk about, but practicing it can be really difficult because you're conditioned from childhood that you're not good enough, you need to be better. And you're always hearing those voices in your head. So having this, this idea of, of Rajinikant saying, my way is a unique way, having you know Whitney Houston singing and with that glorious voice of hers, and I used to sing that song all the time. And it took me a long time to come to terms with what that really meant. And that self-love meant to believe in myself, to, to love myself. And this all comes about with this, this whole idea of, of my kind of multicultural upbringing. And yes, I mean, that's why I chose that quote for your very first podcast, because I, I think that in popular culture, in Tamil culture, it's one, everybody knows that phrase. Everybody's seen Supsara Nikan, you know, saying it on the big screen. But I don't think that everybody will 
kind of be, be following that in their everyday life. And I feel like I like to do that as much as I can. I can't say I do it every single day, but I try. Have you ever had an experience recently whereby you've had to say that to yourself in triumph? You don't need to go into details, but you just <laughs> said to yourself, yeah, I did it my way, damn it. Well, you know, it's like you've heard people say my way or the highway. And that that is a saying that I've heard a lot. And I thought this in some ways is not even about that. It's not me saying I'm going to be very arrogant about this being my way and I'm just going to get my way. It's more about paving that path and moving forward with it and saying, well, I had this idea that I would quit my job in corporate tech in IT for many years and I wanted to quit it and with Akin's help, <laughs> but with Akin's help and encouragement, it's something that I did. And I know, and I know in my heart, it is the best decision I could have made in my life at that point. And nearly two decades down the line, I am so grateful and blessed that I made it. But in that journey, I've made so many strides where I have been the only one, or I've had to make that path for myself. I've had to be the only person doing it by myself. Maybe one person is supporting me, but a lot of the time, most people haven't supported me. Most people haven't understood the vision that I might have had. I myself didn't really know where it would take me. Why would I quit a high-paying corporate job for the Hilton Group to go into doing media? And I had no real idea except a passion and a, a fire in my in my belly, so to speak. And that's what I did. And as that went on, I've had to remind myself of this all the time. So your question about have I used it recently? Yes, my gosh. All the time I have to remind myself, look, this is something that people will come at you and say negative things to you. People will try and dissuade you, but you have to do this. And if this is your path, you've got to create it and you've got to make it. And as a woman and as a brown woman in a very white world, you know, this this is a, a glass ceiling that I have to continually shatter. So looking at the quote in question by Rajini Khan, do you believe that anyone else could have delivered that from any of the famous actors in South Indian film? Do you think anyone <laughs> else could have pulled it off the same way Rajini Khan could have done it? <laughs> as, a matter of fact, yeah, as a matter of fact, you try and say the same thing right now too. No, no, no. Well, I can't say better than the superstar. I think the superstar Rajikan and the way he delivers his dialogue is another level. And I really don't think anyone else could have delivered that kind of punch dialogue, as it's called. But of course, lots of actors do create, you know, these dialogues are written for them. These are written to kind of empower people. And we've heard these sayings and these dialogues and all kinds of things being used in different ways in arts and culture. People use them in protests and in marches. For example, so yes, I don't think that anyone can beat Supsarani Kant in that that side of dialogue delivery. But there are so many such phrases that I think are very important, and we'll hopefully hear more of them on on your show. You're listening to the very first episode with Akin on the Swinging Palm Trees podcast with Ashanti Omkar, and I am going to ask you a question <laughs> because we've been having loads of fun, we've been chatting, but I want to know the the reason you've chosen these ah. words the swinging palm trees podcast i love that name i love palm trees i love palm sugar okay <laughs> why the swinging palm trees i grew up in nigeria i was born in the uk but growing up in nigeria you couldn't go from door to door without seeing either a palm tree a coconut tree or some kind of palm swinging in the wind somewhere or the other over the years, I've traveled in tropical countries. I've seen palm trees on the beach with a hammock 
And every now and then you'd see that one person just chilling, just relaxing, no matter how the world is going crazy, that one person is just chilled. And sometimes in the evening back home, you'd see the elders sitting underneath the palm trees, talking to one another, always peppering the conversations with sayings or proverbs or maxims. These are the words and these are the sayings that define us, if we want it to be. Before you interject, <laughs> I was going to ask you the next question. You've used Rajini Kant's saying, which I shall not repeat, but could you just remind us once My again? way is a unique way. Envani talani. Okay. Isn't he cute? <laughs> so, what other saying or proverb has seen you through the dark days or even through the good days? You know, I, I mentioned this earlier on the show, actually, where I talked about Amir Khan and the film Three Idiots and the All is Well, because it was spelt with a Z, all, I-Z-W-E-L-L. And that for me is one that just keeps keeps me going. It has really, really, really helped. I, I remember it was a very cold, snowy day in London, surprisingly, when we were given a very special press preview of the film Three Idiots and I remember being at at the Soho screening rooms and watching this film and that bit just grabbed me and it just reminded me that it was so so important that something like this is a saying that could keep your keep you well keep you going keep you motivated and just remind you that look all is well this is all you can do is to take that that next breath and and carry on and at that point, I was actually quite ill. That, that very night I was ill, watched the film with some difficulty, got back home. And the very next day, an ambulance had to pick me up and take me to hospital. And I remember to myself just saying, all is well, all is well, all is well. And that, I think, has then stayed with me. And it almost was a new chapter in my life there. And I think it, it helped me immensely. It's interesting you say that um, it is well. Many Nigerians, Yorubas in particular, if you ask them, oh, how are you? Ah, it is well, Lord. Or you say, ah, what did that? It is well. Despite if you were to look into their lives, it is not well. <laughs> it is not well at all. It is a turmoil. It is a cyclone and tornado giving birth to a whole new species of weather forecast. But it's the power of the word. It's that power, that reassurance of saying it is well. You could call it a mantra, but it's that way of saying it's going to be okay. Exactly. And for those who watch the best exotic Marigold Hotel, Dev Patel's character in that always says, you know, it's it's not the end because it's not okay, because it will be okay and then it'll be the end. And this is something that I, I've paraphrased a lot as to what the character said very, very succinctly. And that's that's actually something that many cultures probably imbibe in a big way. It's just to say, well, this is not the end of my journey. I will be continuing this journey. So today might not be well, but it will be well in due course and that'll be when the the end of that phase of my journey comes and that's how I kind of interpreted it but throwing back to you Akin you are Yoruba you're British Yoruba and I was quite interested in hearing when you said about those memories of sitting under the palm trees or watching people talking and your dad had a lot of proverbs I just remember my my one and only meeting with him well a few meetings but <laughs> that one meeting with him and you know, he was all about giving wise words. Do you want to tell us a bit about that? My dad had many sayings and some of the words he would speak in Yoruba, I wouldn't serve justice to if I tried to repeat them again. But there was one he would say all the time. He would say to me, and this was more of him being 
exasperated with my behavior. And I say this out of love. He would say, come on, Kwebi, I need Kali. <laughs> now, if you're Yoruba, you'll understand exactly what that means. But the gist of it is trying to build you like building a house. Now, if you've ever tried to build a house in certain parts of Nigeria, it can be a long process, expensive. And my dad's idea of saying that is that he can try and teach you to the cows came home. It would never register. It would take slowly to build. So it, that was one of the things. I mean, he had many other sayings, but that one is the one that I always keep to mind and I always love hearing that. But, uh, let's go back to you, Ashanti Omkar. We're nearly coming to the end of the show. Ashanti, can you tell us a bit more about your show and how people can get to listen to it? Yes, you can go on to BBC Sounds, get that app onto your phone if you're in the UK and in certain countries around the world. It will be rolled out all across the globe soon. Or you go to the BBC Asia Network website, type in Ashanti Omkar, and you'll hear my latest four episodes at any given time. So it's very easy. And of course, just pop over to www.ashantiomkar.com to find out more about what I do. And I'm Ashanti Omkar, A-S-H-A-N-T-I-O-M-K-A-R, across all socials. Okay, well, that's about all the time we have on today's show. Thank you so much for listening to the Swinging Palm Trees podcast. Thank you to our guest, Ashanti Omkar. Totally a pleasure to be on your very first show. I feel very honoured. But thank you so much. And until next time, peace and all the best. Yeah, worry. Don't worry.